On a specified thousand. Now playing. You are listening to the Give Me Five radio show on WGMF AM six ninety on your radio dial. episode 178 this is a side a episode we're going to bring you the most radical entertainment news and reviews of the day my name is Chaz maverick and i'm joined by biff magnum hey this week we are going to talk about the new van halen album 5150 the new video game system coming in all the way from japan the nintendo entertainment system did i get that right I don't know, Nintendo? Uh, so, what a weird name. And the movie celebrating its second week at the top of the box office charts, Police Academy 3. It's going to be interesting. I am Team Sammy Hagar, and you are a big fan of the David Lee Roth. Van Halen without David Lee Roth just shouldn't exist. Well... I'm going to talk about the 5150 album, and maybe we'll change your mind a little bit. So, let's check out what we have going across the newswire here. What have you seen going on in the world? Well, I got a quick question for you, because I really want to know. It's been a couple of months now. Do you think we'll ever make it back to space? I mean, as you know, I was celebrating my birthday by watching the Challenger lift off. And it was horrifying. That, that's a terrible way to go, brother. I don't know how they could bounce back from it. I mean, the, these shuttles are reused, I think, right? And that's one down. So, and, yeah. They can't have and, too many more of those, right? Yeah, and you know uh, Reagan really doesn't like spending the taxpayer dollars. So, you know, I, I will hope that something happens, but I'm not sure. Did you see the episode of Punky Brewster about this just oh, a couple weeks ago? She mentioned it, right? She was, It was a... They pulled out the very special episode for this. They, it was a very special episode of Punky where she was uh, really upset that she saw it. You know, I guess they watched it in school or something. And I mean, in all honesty, explain that to the kids. It's it, well, but you know what? The kids who the kids who actually had a chance to watch it, I mean, that's something they'll never forget. I mean, you'll probably remember where you were when that happened. Yeah, long into your adulthood. Yeah. It's crazy, you know. Imagine you seeing this stuff live. You know, there's not a lot of big events that you end up seeing live. So, no. I guess the, I guess all the satellites up there are doing their job. But speaking of live events, ladies and gentlemen, we're one week away from the second ever WrestleMania. Now, did you see the first one? I did not. You didn't. Did not. I did hope you? they can. I hope they continue to make this an annual thing. I, I mean, I know we're only two years into it, but I'm all wrapped up in this Hulkamania firestorm. This, I, 
I may have to call out of work on Tuesday because they're having it on a Monday night. I don't know why they decided to have it on a Monday night, but they're having it on a Monday night. And it's coming from three separate cities. I mean, does Vince McMahon know how to do this or what? So, so is it real? Like, Well, I mean, it looks real. I guess so. I mean, I, I, I used to watch boxing a whole bunch. But these guys are crazy. I mean, there's, they're, they're, they're bleeding. They're you know, hitting each other with bats and chairs. And, I mean, there's that one dude that's freaking huge. Yeah. Andre. Yeah, that's the guy. Andre. Man, I gotta... Well, the... I, I gotta look more into this. The... The, the main event for this WrestleMania is going to be Hulk Hogan taking on... Who was, who was he taking on? I want to say it was... It, it, it's another big guy. I want to say it's King Kong Bundy? Ooh. So there's going to be a gorilla? Probably. <laughs> you never Man. know what Vince is going to do. And I can't wait for Hulk Hogan to drop that leg drop in that steel cage. Mm. I'm watching. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get together. I will definitely check it out. Yeah. Because once you see once these things happen, you miss them real time. You're only reading about it in magazines, or you're not going to see it again. Well, uh, speaking. And it'll get. And good. and somebody will talk about it and tell you who won. Yep. So, speaking of things you might not see again, I am what you would call a steelhead. Huge fan of the show Remington Steel. Oh, I bet you're a little irritated. Yep. NBC has canceled Remington Steel. Uh, you know, I, I like uh, Pierce Brosnan. That's a handsome man. You know, he's British TV star, and Sorry, he's been on... <laughs> he's been on TV for four years in America, and he's he's getting canceled. And you know, I always said he'd make a great James Bond. And uh, I guess as a result of this being canceled, or possibly the reason why this is being canceled, is because he, he's about to be named as the next James Bond. Oh, really? Yep. Where Where'd you get that from? Where are your sources? How do you uh, know this... these things, sir? Well, I I saw it on. Uh, on the uh, TV guide, I believe. Really? A, yeah. See, and uh, so I would, never, I will say, I however, those more than just looking, looking for what time stuff is on. They actually got articles and stuff. Yeah. So they got, um, we got uh, this Remington Steel thing, um, and you know, as a fan, I'm going to start a letter writing campaign to write to NBC and see if uh, maybe we can't get another season on the air and. You know, I know we've got repeats coming up for this summer, but if we uh, if we work hard, and we and all you st other steelheads out there write letters to NBC, maybe we can get that fifth and final season uh, on the air. All right. Well, I know you love Remington Steel, but there's something coming out a little bit later this month that I'm a little excited about. Because you know I love my fantasy movies, right? Oh, yeah. 
Well, I, I mean, I, I I call them pornography. Well, there's. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I mean, you, you got the movies like Beastmaster, Krull, Dark Crystal. They, honestly, I even like the animated ones. I really enjoyed the Last Unicorn. But there's one coming out later this month that I'm cautiously optimistic about. I, I'm just not convinced in the guy they chose to play the lead can pull it off. I mean, he's mainly done ensemble movies. Yeah, he's had two starring roles that they actually did pretty well, but they were dramas, and I don't know, I don't know that it's not a flash in the pan. I, I, I think he might. Is this? Uh, Tom. Uh, his name is uh, Tom Cruise, I believe. The, the, uh, the Underwear Guy? The what? The Underwear Kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of his movies. Risky Business. Yep. But he's got a movie coming out later this month called Legend. And if you've That sounds seen, right up your alley. If you've seen the makeup work that they've done on Tim Curry playing, playing this devil-looking guy... I've seen some of the trailers in the movies on other shows that I've gone to see. Tim Curry, he's, he is no stranger to makeup. No, not at all. Why? Well, I'm not going to admit that I watched that, but you know what? But you and your music, I, you and your musicals and unicorns. <laughs> I am a little, I am a little concerned because the movie was actually filmed last year, and I don't know why they've waited so long to release it. I mean, are they are they worried about the final product? Are they concerned? Are they trying to fix things? Have they been doing reshoots? I don't know. I. So I, I'm hopeful because I really like the genre. I, I just hope Tom doesn't mess it up. Nice. I got one more thing, and I am excited about this. In fact, I might even let my kids stay up for this because it's going to be history. It's going to be live on the air. There's no possible chance that anything bad is going to happen here. But Geraldo Rivera, esteemed newsman Geraldo Rivera, is going to excavate Al Capone's vault on live TV on April 21st. April 21st. It's at the base of a hotel in Chicago, of course. And they found some hidden pathways throughout his offices, Al Capone's offices, that led to this cement, like, walled-over vault. And they don't know what's going to be in there. I mean, there's people, they think there's going to be bodies in there. How How has nobody gone in there yet? Why? Why are we just now? Uh, they just found it. They were. They did some. Uh, they did some renovations on this hotel, and found this wall. So there's. Hmm. There. They might be bottle. There might be uh, bodies. There might be, uh, you know, old liquor. There might be bottles too, because yeah, he was a he was a runner. There might be you know moonshine stills. Um, people think it's going to be like treasure where he where he hid money from the IRS. So. Al Capone, you know, he's back in the news. You hear a lot of people love the, the mafia movies and all that stuff, and it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and I do not think I'm going to be let down at all. No possible awesome way. if they opened it up and it was just like a bunch of clowns. <laughs> like, in, like in Poltergeist. That movie scared the crap out of me last week. Just a bunch of clowns that come running out. <laughs> Hitting each other with uh, uh, clubs that squeak. Yeah. 
Anyway, so uh, I think that's most of our, our news. Oh, no, I do have one more thing. What you got? So what, uh, what do you feel about having a computer in your house? Like, like one of them big mainframe type things that IBM mm-hmm. has? Nope, this is a new one. This is uh, Apple Computer, the, the fifth version of the Apple Computer, and they are really aiming to actually have computers in every house. Uh, Steve Wozniak, the, one of the founders of Apple, announced that he is going to release, or that they, I guess Apple, is going to release the Apple II GS. Uh, GS standing for graphics and sound. And listen to this. So we're, we're, you know, we have these digital screens. They're green and white or green and, and black, you know. Okay. Well, this one is going to have, let's see, it's going to have a, a 16-bit color palette, which means a lot more colors. <laughs> so, it says here, this is what part of the announcement. It, mind, there's a bunch of geeks sitting around at a convention center. But um, uh, it's going to have a 2.8 megahertz CPU, a memory of one megabyte. That's, or one me- megabit, megabyte, megabit. Uh, that's, I think, longer than our memory. And uh, this uh, 640 by 200. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, the 640 by 200 screen here, which is uh, apparently, I mean, you can, the pictures they showed, it showed like King Tut's mask, and it looked like a photo. Really? Yeah, and I, you know, I remember from, from my kid's Atari that, you know, it was just little blocks and bleeps and bloops, and this was actually showing the what exactly what King Tut looked like. Oh, God, Atari. So... Uh, it's, I'm, I'm interested. It's going to probably be expensive, but you know, uh, this, uh, this new Apple two GS, I, I highly suggest, uh, if you are into, uh, graphics and sound as the GS stands for to maybe look into it. Hmm. So any idea, I, any idea what it'll cost that they did not say it is hmm. due out. All they said was it's going to be due out at the end of the year. Because I can't imagine the average person could afford something like that just based on the the technology and electronics involved with it. I mean, are they trying to make it affordable for for the average consumer? Looks like it's going to come out at... Oh, that's expensive for a computer. $999. Oh, yeah, and their and that, goal is to put it in every household. Sure it is. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, it's still not Oh, people. hold on. That's more. It also uh, is an additional $400 for something called a 3.5 floppy drive. Uh, and then if you want to actually see what's going on on the screen in the vivid color, uh, that's a color monitor is going to be another $500. But if you just want the regular green screen, which is you know what, which is what you see in all those sci-fi and science fiction movies like Star Wars, you know the green and black and all that, that's just one hundred and twenty-nine dollars. So that's a little bit of a bargain. But I don't know. I don't know what what people so use it for. You could 
you could save up and buy this Apple thing, or you could buy like a tenth of a car. Yeah, I mean, I'd be scared. I'd type the wrong thing and launch nuke, nukes towards Russia. <laughs> Commies. <laughs> Red bastards. <laughs> anyway, let's let's talk about our our real topics here. You feeling argumentative? Sure. Feeling, uh, Let's do it. Because you're wrong. Okay. So let's let's talk a little bit here. So I don't know. People listen to our show here clearly know that not too long ago, David Lee Roth shocked the rock world on April 1st, 1985, when he said he was going to leave Van Halen to pursue a solo career. Now... I think this is a little bit of uh, creative differences because David Lee Roth likes to rock. And no, I mean, it probably is, but I mean, when somebody leaves, can you honestly call the the remainder or the substitute the same name? I mean, is it still the same band? Well, I mean, it's got Eddie Van Halen. The, na- the name of the guy is the name of the band. But Eddie Van Halen, who's... You know, I'll give you this. He's one of the best guitar players ever. Oh, without question. And he wants to do synth music. He wants to put synthesizers. Now, he might have been right when it came to the song Jump. But David Lee Roth was like, play guitar. You know, let's rock. He's a child of the 70s, guitar rock. Led Zeppelin and Steppenwolf. Actually, I think that was the 60s. That's but. that's a fad that I'm afraid isn't going anywhere. It's been so popular, and I think we're looking at the at the future of music with with the synth, and it's just lazy man's music. <laughs> you don't actually have to learn to play an instrument to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Compu- talking about computers and households, computers on music, but anyway. So David Lee Roth didn't want there to be synths. Eddie Van Halen did, and as and then. Eddie basically said, "Let's we're going to take a, a little bit of a break after the huge hit album 1984, which came out in 1984. Keep up, say, bro. 1543. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Keep up, Biff. <laughs> Actually, wait, I'm Biff. <laughs> Keep up, you're Skip Biff. or Chet or whatever. Chaz. Chaz. Here, you're Chaz. There we Chaz, go. Chaz, you bastard. <laughs> no more cocaine for this host. <laughs> anyway." So he released this album, uh, and they decided to take a break. Now, David Lee Roth decided he was going to use the break to create more music. He wanted one drinking. <laughs> Why can't you remember shit? Yeah, they were. They decided to use the uh, the time to, or Dave decided to use the time to make a little bit of a uh, soundtrack album, and asked Eddie to join him. And Eddie said no, and Dave was like, you know, thanks for nothing. And, uh, you know, it really kind of ruined the, the relationship, I think. So Dave was out. He clearly knew something was up because uh, he actually, on the si- on my birthday, as the uh, Challenger was, was exploding, he was releasing Crazy From The Heat, his first album. And it oh, did pretty well. Auspicious opening. Yeah, right? Did pretty well. Uh, had two hit singles, uh, Just a Gigolo and California Girls cover. It was all cover songs. It was just four songs. Um, 
but you know really shows that I think David Lee Roth is getting the better of this. He's going to be on the up and up, and who knows what's going to happen with Van Halen. But then Eddie Van Halen. So it was only four songs, and only four songs on a on, got it on album. Were they were they all good though? Because I hate having to go and buy an album just to get like one good song. It seems like such a rip off. I would say three of the four were worth worth it. Got that little uh, little EP, little the little tiny extended play, and put the thing on my my record player, the little uh, whatever that thing is, the adapter, and let it play. But anyway, we got uh, Eddie Van Halen then played Farm Aid and unveiled this dude, and uh, so you probably won't know him. I'm more of the music person here, but remember the song "I Can't Drive 55," that kind of fun song from earlier a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, I think I do. Yeah, so he, the guy that wrote that song, is was, yeah, yep. So the guy that wrote that song is a dude named Sammy Hagar. He was in a band called Montrose, and he was just a fun party guy, uh, crazy blonde, curly hair, and you know he showed up with Eddie Van Halen on stage at uh, Farm Aid, and well, now he's in Van Halen, and they released their first album, Fifty One Fifty. Uh, on just this week, March 24th, 1986. And we got a copy of it sent to the station. Uh, yeah, but without David Lee Roth, it's really not still Van Halen, though. I can't I can't get behind that. So would you be happier if I was calling him Van Hagar? That'd be interesting. Okay. We should do that. Nice. Well, this album, so Van Halen, party music, right? Put it on. Get, you know, Panama and Maybe not Hot anymore. for Teacher. I, mean, I don't really see it lasting now that the band's kind of broken up. Yeah, so it's a big party, party album, and uh, this is this is kind of the same thing, but it's I kind of think of this as the after party. You know, it's 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 the mature por- portion of the party where it's still got some fun songs, um, but now there's the songs are a little longer. They're a little a uh, little more mature. Um, so it's. They still, it still feels good. Um, I'll tell you some of the songs I really love. Why can't this be love? It's, uh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a hit. I can tell, and it has keyboards, man. It has synth. Uh, song called Dreams <laughs> has a song called Dreams, which I would say it's an inspirational, uh, an inspirational number. You know, I could see this movie or this song being in a movie. You know, thinking about maybe airplanes or something like that, or. Someone overcoming the odds. Uh, there's a song called Love Walks In. It uses this nearly neat kind of synth sound, which I like. Um, and uh, the the title track, 5150. Man, it you could tell this is the song where, where Sammy Hagar is like, oh, do you think Dave's got a good voice? <laughs> Mine's better. And he just pushes it, and it's awesome. Um, I, I, I really like it. In fact... I'm not the only one that likes it. The song "Good Enough." Now you know Mel Brooks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Uh, he does spoof movies, right? Yeah. Did uh, the one of the funniest movies that is in no way controversial? Uh, Blazing Saddles, right? <laughs> yeah, he did that. Now he's doing a movie. He's gonna be. He's working on a movie called Spaceballs. Which I don't. I think it's like a Star Trek cover thing. 
Or a Star Trek spoof, maybe? Star Trek? No. Not Star it's Trek? Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. Okay. Well, either way, I know that the song Good Enough is going to be, uh, was already optioned for that. I saw that go across the newswire as well. Oh. All right. But, uh, you know, look, ACDC, they lost their lead singer and came back better. Van Halen, I think uh, they can, too. Uh, do you know what uh, 5150 stands for? It is not. That is a specific code for the California police. Uh, it allows a professional person to basically take you to an approved psychiatric facility. So if you get 5150'd, that means a, a police officer or a, a paramedic can bring you to a, a medical facility for 72-hour treatment um, and evaluation for psychosis. So good name for the album. Yeah, especially for someone who thinks that uh, David Lee Roth is better. Whatever. <laughs> What's next? Oh, I got to hear about Police Academy. You want to talk about the movie next? We'll think save so. the uh, we'll save the electronic news for last. Think so. See if those see if those nerds out there stick around through all this cool rock and roll talk. All right. Well. We got we got a movie that would that came out about two weeks ago. It was released March twenty first, nineteen eighty six, directed by Jerry Paris, and it stars the usual cats that are that are from the Police Academy series. You've got Steve Gutenberg, Bubba Smith, David Graff, Michael Winslow, Marianne Ramsey, Leslie Easterbrook, George Gaines, Art Matrano, and the movie is basically after completing their mission in Police Academy two, their first assignment. Officer Kerry Mahoney and the rest of the original graduates from Commandant Eric Lassard's Police Academy find themselves with their backs to the wall. It seems that due to funding cutbacks, there can only be one police institution in the city, and Commandant Lassard's and Mauser, Commandants Lassard and Mauser must do their best to get the governor's approval. Of course, the conniving Mauser, as he always is in all the Police Academy movies, has already concocted an ingeniously evil plan to sabotage his rivals. And the big question is, can Mahoney, along with a handful of new recruits, save the day and their beloved academy? Man, did you read this out of, like, the USA Today or something? This is a long synopsis. Like, they told us the entire movie. Yeah, I get the entertainment magazine. Uh, Okay, yeah, that's, that's a good way. Man, they went really long. They pulled me the whole movie. Well, you know, I mean, it's they give you the plot, you know. But coming in for its second week at number one, Whew. my kind of movies thoughts, are popular. The wacky crew is at it again. It's it's pretty much in the vein of the first two. I mean, if you've seen the first two police academies, you kind of know what kind of comedy they're going for. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a result, I don't see this lasting much longer. But it it is a fun bad news bear style competition with the lovable goof ups competing against the super disciplined cadets to try and save their alma mater. So it's it's a funny and distracting movie. It's it's worth the drive to the theater and the price of admission. But you know, I mean, if you don't like comedies, I probably wouldn't recommend it. But if if you're a fan of the first two police academies, you'll enjoy it. It's it's enjoyable. I like that movie, man. That. Mahoney, he's just you know. Steve Gutenberg's pretty funny. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's got he's, he's got a cut pretty up. good comedic timing. You know, I, here's what I think: if I ever get pulled over, 
I want it to be Mahoney. Maybe oh, that dude. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Or maybe the dude with the the mouth. You hear the noise, like the siren. You look up and the lights aren't on. You're like, huh? And there's just and a the dude, dude with, is standing at your window with a, with a bullhorn. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah, police academy movies. I mean, I I'm surprised it was number one for two mouth weeks. Noise guy. <laughs> a lot of people say that about me. But maybe. Nice. So, please kind of three back. Okay, you know, I don't know. I think this is going to be one of those. I'll have to go to my my video corner down the street and wait for that to come out. Um, for rental, I just got my wife just got one of them VCRs, and you know, honestly, we've just been renting ET nonstop, and it's time to. Maybe I can, in a year or so, bring home a Police Academy movie. There we go. So I think, speaking of home, this is going to be... we got in, more home computer stuff going on. Yeah, this is becoming the, the dweeb show. Uh, let's see. Well, it started out being released across America on October 18th of 1985, so... But, about a year ago. But it finally hit wide release earlier this month, and it is something called the Nintendo Entertainment System. I, be- I believe they call it Nintendo. Okay, well, I'm going to call it the NES for short. Oh, whatever. Yeah. This thing is $149. And you can also buy a little robot that goes with it and its name is the R O B or like, the Rob. I like <laughs> that you robot. useless ass. I like that robot. <laughs> so I here's the deal. Just for that, <laughs> you would want a little robot helper in your house. Now here's what what we got. Uh, Atari crashed and burned what two years ago, 1983. And took down... And I know it was that damn E.T. game that did it. Did I got every, every Oh, every, I got it for my kid for Christmas. Did, did your kid get pissed off at it? Stuck in a hole. There were <laughs> tears. I could not get out of that There hole. were tears at all Christmas morning. Just yeah, well, constant crying. Awful. And that was just me trying to get that little mm-hmm. bastard out of the hole. Hate E.T. It shouldn't be this hard! Right? <laughs> <laughs> Plus, why does E.T. look like a turd with a glowing finger? <laughs> anyway, so this thing came out, or and destroy, or that game came out, destroyed the Atari, called the Great Video Game Crash, 1983. And, you know, I've got this system, it's gathering dust. My kid hasn't touched it forever. I haven't touched it. You know, maybe I play a little bit of Missile Command every once in a while. But, uh, now there's this new system, and you know how it is. You know, they release a new system. Look, the cartridges, they call them, or packs, they call them packs. And they look different. They're like gray, they're bigger than the Atari ones. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's just so that you can't, you know, use the Atari ones in it, right? Like, they just make the look different so that they can't use them. But it's like, you know, I bought all these 8-tracks, or I bought all these albums, and I had to replace them with 8-tracks, and now they're talking about cassettes. So, that's going to be interesting. But, you know... People are asking, do after these video game systems failed, is America ready for a new one? So this, so they're good though. They're actually releasing it with video games. 
They're releasing it with something called Super Mario Brothers. I think that's that that um, game with the the little guys, and they have to like climb up and they and jump def- on the different levels and and try to avoid the stuff coming out of the pipes. Yep. Yeah, and they have to avoid uh, and like I think they have to knock down a, uh, a King Kong or something. But it comes with that, and it's going to come with a game called Duck Hunt. Sounds bloody. And this robot that you know, super innovative. If I'm doing it, it's going to be bloody. <laughs> you need to see a doctor about that. <laughs> so this this really innovative robot that we was talking about, it's going to actually help you play the video game. Really? Yep. Uh, you know, I was looking. I got we here at the studio get these uh, magazines. I was looking at enter the uh, Electronic Games magazine this month, and they're talking about this new system coming out. And, you know, one of the problems people were saying is the video game market is non-existent in this magazine. And Well, I mean, E.T. killed it. Yep. And, you know, bringing video games to America from Japan, is this a big miscalculation? But you know what they did? They were actually releasing 17 games with this. Something called Ten Yard Fight, which I guess is football. Baseball, Clue Clue Land? What the hell is that? I don't know. A little close to Ku Klux Klan for my taste. Uh, duck hunt. Excite- wait, wait, wait. Do you actually get to shoot ducks? think so. That'd be awesome. Or maybe they shoot at you. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, excite bike. That sounds exciting. Uh, golf. That I guess that's a golf. That does not sound exciting. <laughs> gyro might. Oh, I think that's where you make sandwiches. I love me some gyros. Get under the food court at the mall. Mm. Hogan's Alley. I played that, that in the arcade. It's it may be Hulk Hogan. Could or be the, or the bowling. It's I think it's bowl, bowling with Hulk Hogan. Hogan's Alley. Uh, Ice Climber Kung Fu. Clearly based on the TV show from the seventies. No, actually, I've, I've played that in the arcade. My kids got me to play that a couple of times. Pinball, soccer, Super Mario Brothers, tennis. Wild Gunman and Wrecking Crew. Well, I got a chance to play this thing. Yeah, you know, I didn't want—I didn't want to tell you, but I did. I got—I got a chance to play it, and I got to play the $149 version of it. Um, it, it someone brought it into the studio, and the graphics on this thing are incredible. You had that robot, huh? I didn't get a chance to to play with the Rob because I, no, I have concerns playing with robot. Rob. <laughs> you would you would Chaz you would now yeah this thing was was I mean the, there was multicolors like there were real reds and blues and greens and there was like you could jump and land on things and squish them you could hmm. you could actually shoot the ducks with this gun and the, somehow the oh, you TV get a gun? yeah and somehow the TV actually could see what you were aiming at, and if you shot, it would actually make the ducks fall out of the sky. And if you missed, this little bastard-ass dog would laugh at you. <laughs> that sounds like a game I want to go play after a couple of drinks. Shoot the dog. No, this was uh, this I thing. Would, you know, I was I was hesitant at first. I mean, I know so many of my friends they bought that ColecoVision. Cool, what? Not a real gun, right? 
No, no, it's this like gray phaser. It looks like a Star Wars gun. It's pretty cool. Oh, all right. Well, shoot, I can drink and shoot then. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I'm not gonna get that call that you were cleaning your gun while drinking and shot through your hand. But no, this thing is cool, man. It's. I think it might change the way people look at video games because, I mean, we're talking photo real stuff here. You're when you're playing football, it's like you're watching it on TV. Well, I'm sure that they got a market for it if they got any of those families that want to get their kids out of the arcades and keep them from pumping quarters into those damn machines. You're not kidding, man. When I go to I go to the mall and I get tr- pop into like Radio Shack, and it's nice to be able to drop my kid off at the uh, at the arcade there. But then I end up stuck in there. It's loud and there's like smoke everywhere, people smoking in there, and like I got a my ten minute run to the store and I'm stuck in there for forty five minutes while he's uh I don't know shooting space invaders or something. But I'm excited about this thing. I'm, I was kind of hoping that the uh, the Nintendo rep that brought it by the studio would let me uh, keep playing it, but it didn't. He took it with him, packed it up, and I guess. Something about you think he was going back to Seattle. Really? Yeah, I think that's where these uh, things are being made. So, very interesting. Hmm. But uh, we'll see what happens. We'll keep you guys abreast of uh, what's going on. So, <laughs> anyway, guys, that is our radio show. And if you guys have any opinions about why Sammy Hagar is better than David Lee Roth. You're wrong, but you can tell us anyway. <laughs> or about uh, which Police Academy movie, movie is the best, and if you see that there's going to be any more of them, uh, why don't you send a self-addressed stamped envelope to P.O. Box 1986. That's in Orlando, Florida, of course. 31986. And uh, our next show... We'll be on the air on Monday, and we are going to talk about a brand new movie hitting the theaters tonight. It's called April Fool's Day. I'm looking forward to it. It's horror, man. It's going to be just like Friday the 13th, that Halloween movie that, that, that all of it, like everyone saw that movie. Uh, you know, it's going to be, I'm excited about new horror. Thanks for joining us, guys. Good morning. Good afternoon. And April Fool's. To a time where winners and they-